Welcome to the latest edition of our Fixed Interest podcast series. My name is Michele Napolitano, and I'm the head of Western European Sovereigns. Today I am joined by Arvind Ramakrishnan, director in the Emerging Europe Sovereign Team. Today we are going to talk about Kazakhstan. Arvind, the report is titled Sovereign Credit Risks from Key Export Routes. So, what are these risks and why are we thinking about them now? Well, firstly, the ability to export crude oil to its markets, located mostly in Western Europe, is key to Kazakhstan's economic fundamentals and ultimately its credit rating. Over the last year, we've seen geopolitical risks arising from Kazakhstan's relations with Russia that, in turn, have been affected by the sanctions on Russia and Kazakhstan's imperative to balance ties with Western countries in that regard. Kazakhstan's reliance on Russia for exporting its crude is considerable. In particular, the Caspian Pipeline Consortium, or the CPC Pipeline, carries about 80% of Kazakh crude exports, and the vast majority of this pipeline lies in Russian territory. The terminus of the pipeline is the port of Novorossiysk on Russia's Black Sea coast, from where it is transferred further to Western markets. So why are we thinking about risks to these export routes now? Operations of the CPC have been disrupted multiple times in 2022. Most recently, in the second half of last year, due to reported mechanical damage. Notably, in July of 2022, a Russian court ordered the suspension of CPC operations for 30 days, citing violations of environmental norms by the operator. This penalty was later reduced to a monetary fine. There have also been a series of unusual maintenance requirements that have caused varying levels of disruption to operations, such as from alleged storm damage, as well as reported mine-clearing operations in Russian waters. In Fitch's view, Russia's motivation for maintaining a strong level of control over the CPC pipeline is to ensure that Kazakhstan does not seek to forge stronger ties with the US and other Western countries to an extent that close links with Russia are weakened. It also provides a lever for Russia to control oil supplies and prices on the global market. Thank you, Arvind. So, are there alternative routes for Kazakhstan oil exports? In short, yes, there are a few potential alternative export routes, though none of them will be able to make up for the scale of exports that the use of the CPC can offer, in our view. Alternative routes that reduce reliance on Russia can primarily take three forms. The first is transport by oil tanker across the Caspian Sea to Baku in Azerbaijan, followed by use of the Baku-Tbilisi-Sehan or the BTC pipeline to the Mediterranean coast of Turkey. Alternatively, from Baku, the crude can be transported by rail to Batumi, Supsa or Poti ports on Georgia's Black Sea coast. The second option is transporting crude by pipeline across the Caspian to Baku in Azerbaijan, followed by the BTC pipeline or through rail transport. The third option is the use of pipelines to China, although in our view this would not be viable to serve European markets. For shipping across the Caspian, we understand that the Kazakh and Azerbaijani authorities are seeking to acquire a shipping fleet that can support higher volumes. Infrastructure such as a new pipeline from the Tengiz oil field to Aktau port in Kazakhstan will also need to be built for this route to become viable. We note that in 2021, Kazakh oil exports through the Caspian Sea route 
made up only a negligible proportion of the CPC's daily export volumes. Ramping up transport on this route will therefore be a slow process. The BTC pipeline from Baku to Turkey currently has about 20 million tons of spare capacity that can be used to carry Kazakh crude. We do not think that the rail route from Baku to Georgian ports will be significant as a means of mitigating reliance on the CPC. This is mainly due to the capacity constraints at the three main ports of Georgia. On the option of a pipeline from Kazakhstan across the Caspian Sea to Baku, we do not think this is a viable option for the medium term. Building such a pipeline is technologically very complex, expensive, and requires the consent of all the five littoral states apart from Kazakhstan. And finally, a word on the routes to China. Existing pipeline infrastructure from Kazakhstan to China is heavily underutilized at present. However, sale prices to China are lower and we do not think it feasible, at least in the near term, for Kazakhstan to sufficiently diversify its export markets away from Western countries, such that this route becomes comparable to CPC volumes. And if there is a disruption, how do we think the Kazakh authorities will respond? As oil and hydrocarbon exports make up nearly 60% of total exports and 17% of the Kazakh economy, any cessation of crude exports will be highly negative for the balance of payments and macroeconomic performance. In a disruption scenario, such as the closure of the CPC, the exchange rate will very likely depreciate significantly. We can probably expect rapid intervention by the National Bank of Kazakhstan to shore up the tenge in such a situation. The central bank can tap into its large foreign exchange reserves of about 16% of GDP to do this. At the same time, there is the potential for some capital controls, if prolonged disruption persists, to shore up confidence in the currency and arrest any sharp depreciation in reserves. At Fitch, we also expect the government to resort to fiscal stimulus, possibly in the form of subsidies or greater investment. The sovereign's very healthy fiscal and external balance sheets provide considerable policy buffer to the government for such a step. In an economic shock scenario that a closure of the CPC will entail, we expect the Kazakh authorities to deviate as necessary from fiscal rules that are intended to limit transfers to the budget from the oil fund. It is important to note that policy imperatives to maintain social stability mean that the government will be keen to keep inflation low and avoid an economic hard landing. Measures such as price controls on essential commodities and direct fiscal transfers to households would therefore be very likely in our view. So last question, Arvind. What does this all mean for the rating? Kazakhstan's triple B rating reflects strong fiscal and external balance sheets that have proven resilient to external shocks in the past and financing flexibility that is underpinned by accumulated oil revenue savings. When we affirmed the rating with a stable outlook in December of 2022, we identified spillovers from Russia-related sanctions or geopolitical tensions that raise risks to export performance as a negative rating sensitivity. We believe that for export revenues, and hence the external balance sheet to be seriously affected, a full closure of the CPC will probably need to last several weeks at least. There are various factors that would be at play here, including oil prices and the potential for customers to turn semi-permanently or permanently to other suppliers, which are difficult to predict. The impact on the credit rating will be determined by the duration of the disruption to exports, the scale and scope of the policy response, 
and the resulting negative impact on Kazakhstan's fiscal and external balance sheets, such as through the erosion of the fiscal buffer or FX reserves. Thank you for your insights, Arvind, and thanks to all of you for listening. For more information on our ratings and our research on Kazakhstan and other CIS sovereigns, please visit us at www.fitchratings.com. We hope you will join us for the next edition of Fixed Interests.